Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at www.sextalkwithzivianttracy.com and it's sextalk, S-E-X-T-O-K, to reflect our TikTok viral success. I hope you enjoy. Enter your questions on our website, listen up, send it to friends, and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy. Hi, Tracy. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. I've got two words for you this week. Nina Savari. How was the interview? Oh my gosh. It was so fun. It was so great. Yeah. She wrote this amazing memoir called The Great Peace, which by the way, there's a lot of sex in that book if you... Yeah. But a lot of abuse as well. So anyway, really powerful stuff. You should definitely pick it up. Yeah. The Great Peace. Anyway. But you just don't put abuse with somebody like that, do you? Well, it started from a very young age, unfortunately, and set her off on like this trajectory. But speaking of sex toys, there were sex toys in that book. I know that's your favorite, so. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a good sex toy. That's good. Well, she's very beautiful and she, yeah, so I I had no idea. But anyway, that was, I didn't see the interview, but I just saw the bit on Instagram and I just thought, you lucky thing, getting to talk to her. No, I'm going to have a whole like nice little video. We filmed it, so it'll, I'll show it to you when it comes out. I'll post it and, you know, all that good stuff. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, question time. Okay, yes, we've got three great questions today. And thanks to everybody for submitting some really interesting questions on our website. So those are really coming in hot and heavy. (laughs) Okay, question number one. My friends talk about their partners always hassling them for sex, but I have the opposite problem. My husband is the one who doesn't want it. Is he having an affair? Does it mean he doesn't find me attractive anymore? I'm too embarrassed to talk to my friends. Right. Now, this is a really good question, actually, because we we always think it's the woman turning to face the wall, but it's often the man that stops sex in long-term relationships. If we just don't talk about it. Now, men don't talk about it because they think it makes them look, you know, because we always think that men are meant to be up for it all the time, so it makes them look unmanly. Women don't talk about it because it think, they think, well, it m- must mean I'm not sexy enough. They think it makes them look bad, like I must be rubbish in bed. And it's interesting that if you have a group of six girlfriends, right, I reckon the estimate is about what at least one in six of those girlfriends will be in a marriage where her husband doesn't want to have sex with her. And it's interesting that women will talk about an affair and tell a friend within two weeks of it starting, but they very rarely discuss a sex drought. It's quite interesting that women, I think, find it quite embarrassing. So 25% of men in the U.S., say they've gone off sex, 25%, right? In the UK, a survey by Relate, which is our government-funded counselling institution, they did a survey which showed that 
it was 40% up on the previous decade of men who claimed to have gone off sex. Now, these are, we're not talking about men with erection problems here. We are talking about men who aren't interested in getting one. So it is a very common problem and one that we never talk about. We talk about women going off sex, but not men. And, you know, but the, whether it's common or not, it doesn't make you feel any better if it's your partner that doesn't want to sleep with you. And women are very, very good at blaming themselves, of course. You know, we're all like, I'm too fat. I'm not adventurous enough. I must be crap in bed. You know, so many excuses. He must be gay. Probably isn't because only about 4% of the population are gay. You know, and, you know, the whole thing, I'm, he must be having an affair. I'm not attractive. Now, the good news is, is that low libido has nothing to do with how much your partner loves you or how much he fancies you. Nothing at all. And interestingly, the infidelity rate is the same in sexless marriages as it is across the board, 20%. Okay, so that's quite interesting. So even if you're not having sex, doesn't mean your partner's going elsewhere. And the the third thing too is that often men don't, you know, stop having sex with their partners because they're worried about you. For one in five men, it is performance anxiety that stops them having sex. And men often say, look, unless my wife has an orgasm or my partner has an orgasm, I feel like I failed. Now, we know, because we talk about it all the time, that only 25% have, you know, women have orgasms purely through penetration. So that's a lot of disappointed men. That's 75% of men are disappointed. So there are plenty and plenty of reasons. Now, some other reasons why men stop having sex, erectile dysfunction. We've talked about low testosterone, which is, of course, the hormone that drives your sex drive. He could have a naturally low libido. Lots of men get lazy and decide that it's far too much effort to get their wife in the mood and just decide to masturbate to porn. Lifestyle can do it. Too much drinking. Drinking is not great for your sex drive and it also leads to erectile dysfunction. It could be that they're overweight and have body image issues. And it's a side effect of some medication. Performance anxiety, as we said, and also the final two reasons he doesn't find you attractive or he's having an affair. Now, Let's deal with these two first because that's what you've asked. Now, with the affair, do you have anything else to back this up with? We talked about this recently, didn't we, Zoe? You know, is your gut feeling saying that he's playing away? You know, is he being funny with his phone? Is his appearance dramatically altered like he's, you know, taking a lot more care? Or what's your gut telling you? So if any of that is talking to you, yes, it might be an affair. But if it's not, and it generally isn't, I have to say, park that one. As for him not finding you attractive, has anything happened? You know, have you drastically altered your appearance lately? You know, to make him suddenly think, you know what? I just don't fancy her anymore. It's really that as well. So it's really the haircut, right? It's like something, (laughs) (laughs) it's the new mascara. I don't know what it is. So it really isn't that. And also... How did it happen? Like, was it a sudden thing? Was it like suddenly you were having loads of sex and all of a sudden nothing? Or was it a gradual thing? It just sort of tailed off. Because if it was a sudden thing, you need to really think back to what happened around that time. And it could have been something like maybe a really stressful job. He started a job or maybe one of his parents died or maybe there was some sort of stress in the family or, you know, and you can very quickly turn from somebody who's having lots of sex to somebody who's not interested. It's just a habit after all. But if it just faded off as time went on, you used to have sex and it was a bit less sex and now you're not having any at all. It could just be that he doesn't have a natural high libido and as we get older and we're together longer we want sex less so it could be that he's just you know happy to let it fade away the outstanding question here of course is have you actually asked him why and I know it's a logical thing to do but as we know Zibi, people don't do they they just think maybe I'll just try and 
fathom this out myself. So ask him why. And when you're having that conversation, it's a really good idea to be doing something where you're side by side, like walking or going for a drive in the car, because it's much less confrontational than sitting there across from somebody. And all you need to say is something like, you know, look, if you notice that we haven't had sex recently, you know, I really miss it. Can we talk about that? Now, he will either happily talk about it or he might you know, get, well, I don't want to talk about that or react defensively or angrily, but it doesn't really matter what he says at the time because you put it out there. And then in a couple of days, you can go back to it. But I have to say also that it's often a combination of things. And what very typically happens is that, say, uh, you know, a guy, like one in five men again say that their libido has gone because of a stressful job. So say he gets this stressful job, okay, finds it all very stressful. So what do men do when they're stressed? They self-medicate, they start drinking. Alcohol stops the production of testosterone, which affects your sex drive, right? Alcohol always and also makes you feel depressed if you drink too much. So he's stressed, he's not having sex, he's feeling depressed. So off he trots to the doctor. What does the doctor do? Give him high blood pressure tablets and antidepressants. Side effect of both of those things, low libido. So you've got a man who was interested in sex, suddenly not interested in sex at all. So it can very, very easily happen. So the first thing to do is to look at his lifestyle and medication. Is he drinking too much, smoking too much? Is he exercising, getting enough sleep? Get him off to the doctor, get his testosterone checked, get him to talk to the doctor about any ED problems. And as you know, Zippy, we've said this many times, if he's a guy over 45 and he suddenly stopped having sex for no reason at all and won't talk about it, it's generally erection difficulties. So that's my summation on that. Interesting. (laughs) Okay. Question number two. My partner of five months wants to know how many lovers I've had. Let's say I have reinvented myself just a little and that number might be a lot higher than he's expecting. Should I lie? Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Mm, now, the how many people before me is an undeniably interesting question, isn't it? And, and it sort of makes sense that when you're with somebody new, you know, you want to know about everything else in their past. So why not their sexual past? And I think we, we generally start to think about, you know, how many lovers has this person had in their life when we start to get serious about the person? Because I think once we start to get serious, we really have a good look at our partners with more critical eyes. It's like, excuse me, are you going to be good enough for me if I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you so it can be that now can I just tell you a really stupid reason to ask how many lovers before you is if you're going to ask for safe sex and people sometimes do that on one night stands like oh how many lovers have you had and how many people have you slept with it's utterly ridiculous question number one if the person wants to sleep with you they're going to lie number two the person it's not about the amount of lovers it's protection so somebody could have had 50 lovers and used a condom with every single one and 
you know, and, and be a much better bet than somebody who's had only five lovers and not used protection. So never ask it for that reason. But regardless, I would never, ever, ever tell a partner how many lovers I've had. I always say to people, never tell. And the reason why is that a number is nothing without knowing the circumstance, the age and stage of the person, the, you know, what, what was the story around the whole thing. It's absolutely pointless just knowing a number. I mean, say, say you've had 40 lovers, right? You could have had married the first person you went, you had sex with and had 39 affairs right? You could have slept with 20 people at a sex party, or you could have had two lovers every year over a period of, you know, like years and years and years. It means absolutely nothing without all the detail and the story around it. And do you really want to know that much detail about your lover's past? I mean, no one wants to know that much detail, surely. And the other reason why it's pointless is that everybody lies and everybody tailors the question. Like if you're out on a girl's night and there's 300 bottles in, you know, and somebody says, yeah. how many people have you slept with? Well, you're probably going to embellish it really and boast about it but if it's some sweet new boyfriend that you have no idea what their sexual history is then you know you're going to dramatically reduce the number properly so everybody lies and also what sex like is sex purely intercourse you know you could have your partner might have had the most intensely erotic affair with somebody that didn't include intercourse but they wouldn't be counted but that awful dreadful one-night stand that's deeply regretted is counted. So it's just utterly pointless. It's not about how many times your genitals are being penetrated, quite frankly. And what makes me laugh most about this number is that women always say the same number. It doesn't matter whether they're 25 and single or 45 and being married, they always come up with this number. What's the number, Zippy? What do you reckon? The total number of lovers. 10? 5? Yeah. <laughs> 10? 10? 10? <laughs> come up with this number I think they think it makes them look sexually experienced but not promiscuous always people come up with 10 it's hilarious I've never known anyone who doesn't say 10 so what is the point there is absolutely no point the best thing to do if somebody asks is to say look the details of look I'd rather not you know what what happened in the past is in the past what's what's most important now is what's happening now and in the future and the people good and bad that you need to know about that have shaped me sexually will come out naturally in conversation but otherwise you know I'd just rather not go into all that and and also the main reason why people ask is for two reasons am I special? They want to know if they're special. Like, do you do this with everybody or is it just, you know, am I really special? And the other thing is, is that they think that you're maybe more sexually experienced than, than they are. And they're asking because they want you to say, no, you're great, you know, and you, you're not a rubbish lover. So it generally comes from there. But with this particular question, I was really intrigued that he's waited five months or they've waited five months. Normally it happens about two months in or one month in. Yeah. So I would have thought it would have been sooner. Yeah. So what's he, what I would say to him, you know, what's prompted you to ask now? It's very right. interesting to ask me now. Like, so what are you really looking for reassurance on? Interesting. Question number three. My husband has a fantasy of seeing me with another man. When he told me about it, it really, it really turned me on and I couldn't stop thinking about it. Am I crazy or selfish for wanting to indulge this in real life? My husband seems really keen to. Is this common? And where would we even start with finding someone? Now, this is incredibly common. It's called cuckolding or hot wifing. Well, hot wifing is slightly different, but so it basically is somebody who's turned on by their partner sleeping with other people. Now, it's different than a threesome because 
only two of the people are interacting. And often the person, the third person's not even there. Like they might send their wife off, for instance, to sleep with them and get her to video it or tell him about it. Or sometimes they are, they're literally looking over the shoulder. Now, so it is called hot wifing as well, but hot wifing is slightly different in that cuckolding usually has a masochistic or submissive element in there where, that, where the guy sort of kind of gets off on the humiliation of it all. Now, how about these for statistics, Sibby? 58% of married straight men are aroused by the fantasy and quite like, like find the whole prospect very arousing. 58%, which is so really, I, isn't it? Yeah. 25% of women quite fancy the idea. And if you're gay and bisexual, you fancy it even more. Cook old porn was the most searched porn hub search, even over youth, right? And Justin Lee Miller, who did the biggest study ever on fantasies in America, said he was absolutely inundated with these type of fantasies. So you're not crazy or selfish or that unusual to be entertaining this at all. Now, why would you want to do it? There's lots of theories. One of them is that it's an eroticization of men's fear of their wife cheating. So if they constantly worry that she's going to cheat, you know, the way to deal with that is to flip it over into something that he actually wants and finds arousing. I'm not so sure about that. I think there's a voyeuristic element, but I think this is the thing that appeals to, especially with hot wifing, it's all about that reflected glory. It's a status symbol to have a hot wife who everyone wants to sleep with. And, you know, it's sort of like, look how good am I that I've pulled her. And especially that she's going to go off and sleep with all these men and then come back to me. How good am I? I'm amazing. You know, so I... <laughs> much more about that I had a friend who did it and it was somebody who I would see once a week and for an appointment so she was kind of a colleague type person I'm trying not to give it away here and <laughs> wanted to do it and she said oh yeah maybe anyway he took these pictures of her and he put them up on a website without her permission one of these hot wife cook oh, she nearly left him and then he said no 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 look at all the comments from all these men saying how beautiful you are so she sort of got dragged into that and said oh yes that's amazing and then decided she did want to try it and I was seeing her every week and getting installments on this so they went on the website they picked out this guy that they wanted to, that he wanted her to sleep with and she wanted to sleep with they went and had a coffee the three of them she decided oh, yes he's very nice and I was like oh my god this is crazy then she went and did it she loved it he hated it he absolutely couldn't cope with it at all. It was all her fault, all her fault. She was the one who talked to him, and it was just an absolute disaster unfolding. And I have to say they split up now. I'm not sure if that's why they split up. But having said that, I've done stories on this before, and, I mean, there was one couple that I interviewed not that long ago. They'd been together eight years, mid-30s, been at it five years doing this. She loves it. She gets off on being Watts and a bit of an exhibitionist. He quite likes the taboo and the humiliation of it all. He quite likes, as he put it, seeing other men give her a better orgasm than he can himself. So it's a very interesting thing. Now, where to find someone? Do not try and find someone within your friendship group. This will not end well. <laughs> online. Just go online hot wifing, cuckolding, you'll find a million websites. And within those websites, there is always a place to connect. So just go on there and find somebody who's like-minded. And of course, it should go without saying, but all of this comes with a huge try at your own risk sticker stuck across everything because not many people can handle it. And if you do want to try it, take baby steps because lots of couples think, yeah, this would be great. And then they do exactly what that couple did that I was telling you about and they don't like it. So it's often best kept as a fantasy or maybe a little bit of role play. So caution, proceed at your own risk. <laughs> 
at your own risk. Okay, sex tip of the week. Sex tip of the week is have sex with your eyes open. Now, 70% of us do it with our eyes closed and only 15% keep looking at their partner during orgasm. Now, it is quite interesting to do this as an exercise, actually, is to watch your partner's face throughout it. Some people laugh, some people cry, but you will cry. <laughs> they do. Wait, so the people watching are crying or the people having it are crying? <laughs> it's like, that was so intense to see you. I mean, I would never be like that. I'd love that. <laughs> But you do feel more connected. It's really interesting. It's something that we don't often do. We nearly always close our eyes. There you go. Interesting. All right. Well, thank you, Tracy. This has been educational as always. And yeah, it you know, it always comes back to communication, like you said with the first question, right? Just ask, right? Ask, be honest, ask, I don't know, figure out what to share, what not to share. That seems to be the underpinning of basically all relationships and it manifests itself in physical ways. So, yes. And so especially with sex, the sex we tend not to talk about, we talk about everything else in relationship except for sex, but you need to talk about it. That is always the answer. Great. That's another tip to take away. Hence sex talk, right? <laughs> our, the name of our podcast. There you go. Sex talk is very important. All right. Well, Tracy, thank you so much. And see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. So check that out too. Thanks again. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.